welcome back to the Laker Room Podcast. I'm your host, Ray G, and I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in today. So, um, we got the win last night against the Denver Nuggets, a much-needed win. However, on the flip side of that, we didn't have LeBron, and LeBron actually re-aggravated his high ankle sprang. And then, of course, as you guys all know, Dennis Schroeder's out for the remainder of the season with the health and safety protocol. Um, but some more juicy stuff has happened last night. Let's get up into it. But first and foremost, Lake Around Podcast is a part of Crossover Network. Go ahead and give them a follow at Crossover365. That's on Instagram and also on Twitter. While you're at it, give me a follow on Instagram at Laker underscore around pod and on Twitter at R-A-E underscore G-3-3. Now, man, our squad, we just, it just seems like we can't really catch a break. The The injury bug is just flowing and, and going and at full strength, just ripping and running all through our squad, man. We thought we had Bron back. Well, Bron, to be honest, he didn't look he didn't look right. Um, at certain points in time, AD didn't even look all all the way a hundred. Uh, I think AD still need to to get his conditioning under him, his legs and stuff like that. And then LeBron just kind of looked a little bit off a little bit. So I, at first, I was starting to think that maybe it was the same thing. But he came out of the game and and went back to the locker room. End up reaggravating his his high ankle sprain, and now they're saying he's gonna be out for you know against the Clippers and against the uh, against the Trailblazers. So we gonna have to play without him. We gonna get into that a little bit later, but I just wanted to make sure I threw that out. Some of you have haven't heard the news. Um, Brown is gonna be out against the Clippers and versus the Trailblazers. But let's talk a little bit about this Nuggets game um, that we played last night and a much-needed win. And AD looked it, you know, to part yesterday. It was a team win. Um, Frank almost tricked that off for us because his silly rotations. And the Lakers also almost tricked that off for us because their silly turnovers along with silly fouls and, and settling they had a whole th- heap of things that they're doing also. But let's talk about one change that Frank made, and it wasn't his decision. It was pretty much Drummond getting in foul trouble that kind of forced his hand there, and that was him playing Mark Gasol. Now, that's something that we've all been looking forward to having. That's something we've all been saying because, once again, he plays – Montrez against these bigger backup centers and like I kept, I've been saying for the past few podcast episodes how he's just too small and these other centers are feasting and eating and going above their season season averages you know some of these players average eight points but then when they play us you know they got 20 and it's like what you don't even average that bro like what is this and that's because the the matchup they're making it easier Trez was getting ate up. He was getting ate up in the beginning. He had a few good plays against JaVale. Um, but for the most part, it just wasn't a, a matchup for him. And Frank has to keep that in mind that it's all about matchups. We all seen Trez in the in the uh, playoffs last year with the Clippers. It wasn't it. It wasn't a good fit. It just wasn't a good move. So I'm glad that Dre had ended up getting into foul trouble because once, once Mark came in, 
the whole energy shift. He hit some big shots. He played solid defense. The uh, Javel and Jokic had a harder time scoring on on Mark opposed to scoring on Trez. And then it was like the whole game just switched the energy, everything, everything, everything. You got to remember, Gasol is also a playmaking big. So that's another ball handler that we can have in in our lineup opposed to it just being THT and um, AC, which to me, I don't think that they're great setup men. AC sometimes take a few uh, take a few pages out of Bron's handbook, and he he has some nice passes, but he also have times where he try to do too much. I believe it was one time he was running a break, and it was simple, just a simple, you know, fast break, and he did a, a fancy pass and right out of bounds, or I believe it got stolen. I'm sorry, yeah, it had got stolen. You don't need to do that, bro. Just make the play. You don't need to do a fancy behind the bag, between the legs, none of that, especially when you got a defender right there. If you're going to do that, just do that in the open court. Even then, don't do that because it's a good chance that you might turn it over. So, AC sometimes do things like that. He get a little fancy, and the ball goes to a turnover. With THT, he plays reckless sometimes. Sometimes he plays a little out of control. I told y'all before that he gives me Brandon early, early Brandon Ingram vibes when Ingram would just run into the paint and run into the defense, and he was so thin, he would bounce off of him, and boom, it was like, what are you doing? You run into a brick wall. Um, THT does the same thing, except he don't he don't bounce off of him, but he just doesn't score. He literally just runs into the defense, and he looks for contact. And right now, he gets it. Sometimes he gets it. Sometimes he don't because, you know, they don't give him or the Lakers those superstar calls. So it's like, uh, why well, don't do that? Don't run into the defense like that. Um, and sometimes he doesn't make a clean play. But I think right now, like I said, for him, THT is still like his rookie season because last year he didn't get much playing time. Now he's he's been inserted into the lineup and getting more minutes. And he's going on a fly. You know, we don't have that many practices. This whole team is going on a fly. They're trying to learn each other and get their cohesion and their chemistry as they go and play games. So they're going to have to continue to work. The fact that we had the short seasons plus the injuries, it made it all the more, you know, harder for this team to get it together. You got so many players that's in and out of the lineup. Like I said, right now we down Dennis Schroeder and we down LeBron. And Dennis is not coming back to playoffs. LeBron's going to miss two games. I believe they said that he's day, day to day. So we're going to have to see what happens with LeBron. We want him to be 100%. But once again, he has to get his legs. You know, playoffs is right there. And then the fact that we can, you know, potentially slide into the play-in, that makes it even more hard. It just make, makes it more of a challenge for us. So we got to handle business is what we need to do. I think this team – is more than capable of doing that. I just feel like they tend, when it's a lower-seeded team or a team that they should be beating, the Toronto Raptors, for example, let's talk about that for a little bit. You let Kyle Lowry just go off. Like, the man just went off. Him and Pascal Siakam just had a field day on the Lakers. And the Lakers didn't fight back till towards the end. They didn't have no energy. They didn't have no effort. They kind of just didn't care. They just was like, or let me not say they didn't care. Um, I think it seemed like they didn't care. You know, they just was there, just going through the motions. And the effort and energy that we've seen versus the Denver Nuggets, 
if they would have had that same effort and energy playing towards the Toronto Raptors and also the Sacramento Kings, then those would be easy wins. So it's annoying the fact that we know that they're more than capable of beating these teams, but they don't. They just sometimes they have their moments where they're just like, like, I don't know, like they're just out of it, just trying to figure it out. Everybody is on, not on the same page. They're just jacking up silly shots, you know, settling so much for what? What are we settling for? Every single time they want to, you know, have a hero ball moment and shoot the game winning three, shoot the three that's going to give them the lead or shoot the three that's going to tie up the game instead of just making a smart play, getting a good basket and just keep playing. And that's been a lot of what they're doing. The turnovers, of course, silly, silly turnovers, just lazy passes. And those are some of the things that hurt them playing against the Toronto Raptors and also the Sacramento Kings. The Raptors game, Kyle Lowry and Siakam just really went off. And nobody else really was a, a, that, a true, that true of a factor. But if we would have played our defense and not settled, we would have been good. And then, of course, coupled with the scoring droughts. The scoring droughts, and that all comes into full circle of these silly turnovers because they're turning the ball over, they're not getting the opportunity, settling then and then settling for three-point shots, you know, long shots, long rebounds, and it's an easy bucket for the other team. It's just something I, I believe I said in the last episode, but that's something that they're going to have to continue to work on. Now, this Denver Nuggets game was a whole different vibe. However, they did almost trick the game off again, like I said, with continuing doing those same things as they did all that towards the end because we we had it. We had the game in control, and they did things like that. We had to bring AD back in. We went on a scoring drought for about five minutes. AD hit a little um, he hit a little floater and, you know, got us back on the board. And from there, we're able to steer the ship back. MPJ, Michael Porter Jr., he uh he got hot and started knocking down some shots. Jokic with that high shot he has. It's crazy because every time I watch Jokic and he has such a high arcing shot, I'm like, no way that's going in. And it's like all net. And I'm like, this guy, God. But um they played they played. They try to get the win. We played great defense for sure. Like we played really, really good defense towards the end. A D that block was good as he should have been able to block it that's what he does I'm not even surprised that that happened because this is what he's been doing his whole career this is what he's known for so I'm glad that he was able to get that block and let's run it back a little bit too on when THT was able to get that bucket where he um almost pretty much could have got it turned over again caught his own rebound was able to put it back in and give us the lead or or extend the lead or something like that and then we just had to lock in on defense and get the get the job done on defense so if we can take that effort that we played against the Nuggets bottle it up in the Lakers secret stuff and drink that (laughs) drink that before every game and when they feel like they're going low refill it at halftime and drink that shit again then we good they just need to continue, you know, having a great energy and having good effort in what they're doing, not with the crazy, lazy stuff that they've they've been doing lately. This is the Marcus Saw thing is crazy because we've been saying it. We've been saying, like, can you please put Mark? Can you please put Mark? And Frank has just refused to put Mark at this point. And like I said, it just changed everything. Hopefully, 
that he can see something in this lineup. Hopefully when he reviews the tape, he'll see that adding Mark to the lineup changed the game. And it always does. It always has been since we've, you know, been going through this. Since we've got Drummond and Mark been out, out the lineup. When we have games that Mark actually does play, he usually plays pretty well and it helps us out. It helps because of the spacing. He can shoot. So whatever big they have, he's pulling that big out of the paint and creating more space to go to the lane and try to get a foul or or a good a good shot. So I like that we were able to get him in and he, you know, helped us get that win. Him and AD to me is like MVPs of that game. Now, hopefully our next game, once again, he gives Mark some he can he needs to figure it out. He needs to figure out this center rotation. And neither none of the three of our centers should not be playing. Nobody should get a DMP. I'm sorry. None of the three of them should get a DMP. Not unless it's literally a game that's not a good match. Like we did with Dwight and JaVale. Those games against the Rockets, it just really wasn't a good match. And, you know, that makes sense. But other than that, we really shouldn't be giving no DMPs like at all. At I mean, not one DMP for the centers. And but he's he can't figure it out. He just can't figure it out thus far. We got the Clippers next. And um we're gonna we're gonna have a tough road against us there too. I don't know if Kawhi's back, Kawhi's playing or not, but even then it's the way the Clippers shoot the three, we gotta make sure that we are guarding the perimeter. I'm not scared of them on the interior. I'm not scared of this team at all. I'm just saying, like, for their strengths, we got to make sure that we're guarding that three-point line because they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league, if not the best right now. And you got to you gotta respect that. You know, you have to respect that. So we got to D up. We have to D up. Um, our offense will come to us as long as we're not settling and doing nothing crazy. We don't have to match them for three. We don't got to go three for three. We're just trying to make sure, you know, we play defense and take good shots. It will be fine. No turnovers, no crazy turnovers. Um, after that, we got the Trailblazers. Right now, we're in the fifth seed, and we need to keep that. The Dallas, I think Dallas is playing tonight. They're playing Miami. But Miami have a lot of people that's going to be out. And um, so they could potentially steal this game and tie us up again for the fifth seed. But we'll see. I believe they play tonight. Let me see. It's today's Tuesday. Yeah, they play tonight. Oh, never mind. They're actually up right now, 109-85, to 85, so in the fourth quarter. So, really, it looks like Dallas is going to go ahead and tie us again for this fifth seed. And that's why the games versus Toronto and versus Sacramento hurt because it's like if we would have beat those games, then we wouldn't be tying going back and forth with Dallas. Like, we would be good. We would be like, okay, we two games up on them, and last night would have made us three games up on them, and we, we, we straight. But we, you know, we didn't get the job done. So now we're going back and forth for Dallas, going back and forth for Portland. And we actually have to try to, you know, for sure get all these wins so we can lock ourselves into a good seating. It's crazy, y'all. This is crazy. This is so crazy. But I I personally, you know, let's talk about this play-in a little bit. Because LeBron said that whoever came up with the play-in, that play-in shit, you know, I'm just quoting right now, should be fired. This is how I feel about the playing tournament. I think that it's good. I think that it does help teams stay competitive and not tank, right? But at the same time, too, 
I'm like, man, just imagine what this team is going through. Like the Lakers, for example, let's use our Lakers as an example. You have this great team. You've been playing all season. Everybody's playing hard. Everybody's trying to do what they got to do. And boom, the injuries hit you, right? The injuries hit you and you slide. You find yourself sliding. You slide all the way down to seven or eight or whatever the case may be. Let's say you slide to eight. Usually in a normal format, you slide to eight, you slide to eight. Like you're just going to be playing the number one seed. But in this situation, you can slide your way out of the playoffs. <laughs> like it's so much easier to fall out of the playoffs than it was before. And I think in that aspect, it's like it's very unfortunate because you worked the whole season to get there and then getting the playing tournament. And then it's almost like someone and done shit if you don't play your cards right. You know what I'm saying? If you mess up on a game, if you slide to that eight seed and you have one, you know, one bad game, two bad games, and it's over for you, that's the thing that I'm like, man, that sucks. But it also keeps everybody on their toes because, I mean, I ain't going to lie, in the bubble, Portland against Memphis, that was, that was, man, that game, those games was fire. Like, the plan towards the bubble was fire. But I do think that they should have done the plan this season because of the shortened season. I think that they should have did it next season when we have a full season. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's ready to rock and roll. But right now you got health and safety protocols. You got, you know, players getting injured. You got, I mean, a 72-game season. You got teams like the Lakers, like the Miami Heat, that haven't even had that much of a break. And they're breaking down. They're tired. So it's almost like, man, like it made it makes it more, like I said, harder. I think it would have been better to just play this season out as a normal season, and then next year say, okay, we're going to add the play-in again. So, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, I know they're saying that people don't complain about it until they're in it, and I get that, but I still think if we'll first see, that's still my opinion on it. I think that they shouldn't have did it this season. They should have waited and did it next season when everything was back on track and everybody had that time to just – get themselves together but they didn't and here we are and we're gonna watch I'm sure we're all gonna watch and hopefully our Lakers is not seventh seed don't want them nowhere near the play the play-in even though I have full confidence in this team but why be in the play-in this team is better than that the only thing that's killing us is the injury so we're gonna see we're gonna keep watching and hopefully this game that AD has played you know, he can get better and better and better and better and better. And hopefully he, you know, I think he scored 25 points with three blocks, which is solid as hell, with seven rebounds, three assists. Um, That's just off the top of my head. If I'm wrong, y'all know what I mean. I think that hopefully he can carry that on to this Clipper game. He should be able to. And then bring Mark in. And then hopefully, you know, Drummond could eat. And who else? Who else? All of our other players need to make sure that they're knocking down their shots. So we're going to see. Hopefully we can get this, these two wins coming up and create a little bit of separation. But um, that's going to do it for this episode of Lake Room Podcast. I'm out.